Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Mike's on. He's ready to go. On the fan. New York Sports Radio. Mike's on. Mike's on. To get you the sports and it when that he can. It's Mike Francis on the fan. All right, on this Wednesday evening, uh, as always, we're brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos brought to you by those who drink it. And the uh, fine folks at Casamigos bring you the program each night from 6 to 6.30. And uh, baseball front and center here and also the parade. So we got some stuff from uh, Andy and Mahomes and all the guys. Uh, So obviously... This shift in power in the in the in in the division, and an ending of the Yankee Red Sox rivalry, at least for the present time, really you knew it was going to head in this direction. But before we get there and get to the best trade and the Paxton injury and what's going to happen with the Red Sox and what's going to happen with the Yankees and everything else, let's put a finishing touch on the uh, victors and the uh, Chiefs as they hold their parade, which is obviously what they do and. Uh, you know what, Andy Reid, who I've known for a long time, and I was very, very happy to see him win this game. I told you that all year that I was rooting openly for him. My son Harrison's a big Chief fan, so I took him to the game. I also took Julio to the game, who sat next to me, and he was, you know, devastated as a big Niner fan, as you know. Uh, and Jack was kind of neutral, so he went with us too. So the four of us went. Um, I was happy to see Andy win, and now it's a different, you know, now he will be judged in a different light. And treated a different way for his entire career. No more, you know, he can't win the big one and everything. So Andy has has dreamt about these days and about winning it, holding up that trophy, and then going to the parade. So here's Andy as he uh, hits the podium today in Kansas City. Kansas City, baby. We love you. How about a hand for these guys right here, huh? Hey, let's give them one, a little bit of that. How about the Chiefs on three? One, two, three. How about those Chiefs? Uh, he could do anything there, though. Even, even if it's bad, it doesn't matter. It's still good. All right, let's hear what he had to say about the fans. Appreciate everything that you did for us. The support's been phenomenal. This parade is second to none, man. It's the best in the NFL right here. Now, you want to try and get off the podium Without making any predictions. You can ask a lot of guys who've been up there and made a lot of goofy predictions. Let's listen. One more thing is next year we're coming right back here. One more time, baby. One more time. That's getting a little crazy. You want to stay away. It's a little easier said than done. We've had one team. You know, the idea. I saw Chiefs are overwhelming favorites. What? 
Do you know anything about this league? Overwhelming favorites. You know how hard it is to get back there? And look at what had a bounce right for the Chiefs. They're the first team in history to come from 10 back in each of their playoff wins. They had to have the Dolphins win against the Pats the last week of the regular season to get them a home game. They had to have Tennessee go in and shock the Ravens to get them the AFC title game at home. That all broke their way. They came from 24 back, 10 back, and 10 back. Not an easy thing to do, and everything, every opponent will be ready for them. Every guy on the team who thought about winning a title, you know what he thinks about now? Getting a contract. Because it's one or the other. It's get a ring, then get rich. If you got rich first, then go get a ring. If you, don't, uh, if you got the contract, get a ring. If you got a ring, get the contract. No one thinks about, except maybe a Mahomes, because when the guy's a legacy guy, if he's a legendary guy, an iconic guy, he can think in bigger terms. But the other guys, now, they want their money. They got their ring. Here's Mahomes, who had a couple things to say. When I became the starter for Kansas City, the first thing I wanted to do was bring the Lamar Hunt trophy back to Kansas City, back to this organization. All right, so he did that. He talks about Andy Reid. Most important thing I wanted to do was get the Lombardi trophy for the greatest coach of all time, Andy Reid, baby. Now Andy's gone from being a guy who couldn't win a big one to the greatest coach in the world. I see, so now he's the greatest coach of all time. See, things change. One game changes your life. It's, it, have you ever seen it more magnified than with Andy Reid, who had 207 regular season wins already in the bank? 14 times he had led teams to 10 or more wins in a season. We already knew what kind of coach he was, but you need to have that big victory. And he finally got it. Uh, here's a little more Mahomes. This season, the adversity we deal with, with the injuries. I mean, my knee was in the side of my leg. But we still went back. And we won the Super Bowl. We the champs, baby. You know, think about it. Remember when Mahomes got hurt that night? And everyone's like, oh, the season's over. He only missed two games. That's the amazing thing. And his legs did come back because his legs were a bigger factor than his arm in that game. We know how good his arm can be. But his legs were the biggest factor against an incredible, incredible San Francisco pass rush. Now, you heard from Reed. You heard from Mahomes, which means you had to hear at least something from Kelsey. About 21 years. Y'all know what that means? Everybody here is thinking, oh, that's when I can, you know what I mean, legally get a drink. Yeah. No, 21 years. That's how, that's how long it's just been turning for my guy Andy Reid. Well, it took 21 years. No one had coached 20 years and then won a Super Bowl. 20 years is a long time to coach in this league. It really is. So this is about as popular win. Uh, as I've seen, it was a fun game, and that puts the wrappings on this season for the Chiefs. Now it's about next year, uh, and they will be, obviously, looking to see if they can do something very special. They have a good team. They have a wonderful quarterback. They got a Hall of Fame coach, which is nice now to say. Uh, now there's no question about that, but it will be very, very hard to get back there. 
It's not an easy thing to do. There'll be a whole lot of teams coming out of nowhere. Because one thing you know about the NFL is about a third of the teams to a half of the teams that didn't make the playoffs this year will be in the playoffs next year. It's that way every single year. Just making the playoffs back-to-back years in the NFL is hard. No less making it back to the Super Bowl back-to-back years or trying to win the Super Bowl back-to-back years. All right, when we come back, uh, we will turn it to baseball. And obviously... A lot going on. The Paxton injury, no surprise there. If you know this guy's history, are you surprised that he'd be injured? He's been injured every single year, almost of his entire career. It's, it's a, I mean, you can start counting. You, you won't stop the hit in 9 or 10 by the time you get to his injuries. Bets to the Dodgers, which changes the balance of power with the Yankees and the Red Sox and changes it even more in the Dodgers' favor in the National League. What about the Red Sox? How many more moves are they going to make? What about the Yankees and their rotation? We'll get to all that right after this. All right, so the Yanks lose Paxton for three to four months. So impacts their uh, rotation. You have Cole, obviously. You have Tanaka. You have Severino. You kept Hap, so you have that. You need a fifth starter. I don't, uh, we haven't heard word one about Armand, about what his situation is as to when he'd be free to come back. If he is free to come back, we don't know yet. So we'll wait on that. You got... Remember Loisaga, you have, you know, Montgomery. You could make you could use an opener and use Chad Green in that role if you wanted to go play around with that a little bit with the deep bullpen. Remember you got Montgomery, you got Loisaga, they got plenty of guys, so uh, and you got the big four with Hap, uh Severino, Tanaka, and Cole. So it's not like you're gonna have that big a problem filling the the role in the regular season. Plus you're gonna win the regular season by a mile because the balance of power has shifted dramatically. Um and that's part of it. The Red Sox and Betts, this really, this came to a head. The Red Sox were toying with this, and they've been one to tear it down and rebuild it, while the Yankees have been very reluctant to ever do this. I think part of it is being the Yankees. I think also part of it is being in a town where you share the team, where you share the city with another team. That affects you more. The Red Sox are by themselves there. Their people are still going to show up at Fenway Park no matter what. I mean, that's because it's just part of the experience of summer and spring to go there. If, if you're battling and you're not good and you're rebuilding and you break it down, you have another team in town, it changes things dramatically. New York's much more of a front-running town. Uh, it's not as traditional as Boston would be, let's say, with the Red Sox in the summer. They're going to still go to the games. Um, the Red Sox clearly, when the Yankees got Cole, that did two things. It changed the balance of power even more. Plus, it opened up the contract problems with Betts, who wanted a contract Cole-like. He wanted, Cole got $324 million. Betts wanted somewhere between $324 million and $400 million. And the Red Sox were like, no way. No, not a chance. So now you're sending the very talented Betts out of town. He goes to the Dodgers with Price. You unload the Price contract. They still would like to unload other contracts. They're going to unload other veteran guys on this team. You can see it coming. They might not be tomorrow. It might be a little later in the season, but you know it's going to happen. They're going to take a big step backwards. They're going to have to retool, obviously. Jackie Bradley's going to go. Uh, Valdi could go. I mean, we could go down at Workman. Could go. We've got a lot of guys who could go. Uh, you got guys in the lineup that could go. So they're going to rebuild, and they'll rebuild quicker than you think. You know that. And now they made the Dodgers stronger because the Dodgers, who got more athletic, got better defensively, now have a better balance in their lineup because, and you'll see the Dodgers go to more of an everyday lineup now, now have a big righty bat and a great all-around player to put into their lineup, and they're loaded. They didn't give up a lot. They didn't give up 
a lot in the three-way deal for them. They get Price also in the mix, so uh, the Dodgers wind up in a very, very strong position. And the question now is, who challenges the Dodgers in the National League? What is the role of the Astros in the long term challenging the Yankees in the American League? Otherwise, the Yankees have a huge advantage, just like the Dodgers do in the National League. And then the only team is the Astros are capable, but they're not going to be as good. But they're still could be really good. We'll see if somebody else emerges. But uh, obviously, there's a void where these two teams now are clearly the teams to beat in both leagues. There's no question about that. Uh, And the Yankees are uh, in a very, very dominant position versus their uh, rivals uh, because the Red Sox are going to take an enormous step backwards here and go into the throes of a serious rebuilding uh, process. Now, Hank spoke about – I mean, Hal spoke about – the whole thing with the Astros. And you're going to hear a lot about that all, all spring. You're going to hear about it whenever the Astros are in town. You're going to hear about it until the Astros go through a litany of apologies uh, as this all unfolds. Um, there's a couple of things. Number one, I thought some of what he said was good. I thought the idea of moving on which is what he said, uh, me standing here on February 5th, I'm moving forward, looking forward to the 2020 season. That's my focus now. That's a good point. That's the way to handle it. The whole idea of going back and dwelling on 2017 and what it meant, you know what? didn't mean anything because you can't predict to me. I don't care. And this is for CC Sabathia. I'm glad it's such a given that they would have won the World Series. Why is it a given? And Yankees don't whine for World Series. You know what? Go out and win World Series. The Yankees are sure good enough to go out and win World Series. So I understand the Yankees and all these other teams feel like this team had an advantage. Okay. We can all dispute what, how big the advantage was. I, we can, I don't know that we can tangibly in baseball say so they wanted to stay away from trying to put that in any kind of relationship where they tried to explain what kind of advantage they had because it's a very difficult thing to do number two because uh, I see guys now evaluating at bat saying uh, th- you know guys who want to make it not a big deal say look this at bat proves look this guy had no advantage here they had and they look how fooled he is on this but again none of it proves anything they cheated we know that if they cheated though and you heard rumblings and the Yankees were suspicious or had an issue in 17, which we hear that they did, then why did they bring Belchan on to 18 with them? Why would they hire someone from that franchise? That's something you have to answer, though. I haven't heard them address that. Why would that be the case? If you had question marks about it, well, A, why did you bring Belchan into your organization? And B, did you question Belchan about it? And if you did, what did he say? So you're opening up something you might not want to talk about by going to that route. So, you know, for everybody involved with baseball, the best thing is to get this behind them, but I I think it's going to be a very hard thing for them to do. But to have it be that, you know, you're going to go back and think you're going to change history. I mean, come on. That doesn't work. Because there's been plenty of times where the Yankees have been cast into, you know, doubt and into having to answer for different things, including having as many or more players who were caught doing steroids than anybody else. So 
why go back and rehash this stuff? Either win on the field or you lose on the field. Case closed. Nobody's going to hand you a trophy that you didn't earn. Nobody's going to give you a trophy that you did not earn. So stop whining for one. And you can't declare yourself that. I'm sure the Dodgers would, you know, I'm sure they would readily agree that you would have beat them, right? Why? Why would they? There's not a lot of difference between the teams. Why would they? So sorry it didn't win. Sorry that this happened, obviously. But does it mean that you are, you know, vindicated and now it's your title? Sorry, it doesn't work that way. Nor should it. Those things, some things have to be earned on the field. There's no other way to earn them. So it's just silly. And to get the politicians involved, you know, politicians often look dumb on a clear day. To get them involved in sports where they're going to mandate stuff or have stuff overturned, be quiet. All you're trying to do is, is make a publicity stunt into something where you can get a couple of days exposure out of, which we all know is your motivation. So just don't even bother us with the nonsense because it is nonsense. And it means very little. And again, nobody knows what team has been doing what. Because there have been rumors rampant that there are more than a couple of teams involved. Now, I don't know what teams that would be. I have no idea. Nor do I expect anyone to know or anyone to find out. But there have sure been enough rumors about that stuff. And Baseball is going to have to put a lid on their technology. That's all. If they're going to utilize technology and make it open in areas during the game, then they're going to have a problem. There's no question about it. Because you got every game televised, you know, and the center field cameras become a very popular feature. And if you're going to have that, it's going to cause issues. If it's going to be transmitted into places where the players are, you're going to cause issues. If you're going to allow them to have electronics in the dugout, it's going to cause issues. So all of that has to be dealt with. So the best way to do it would just be shut it all down. Nothing wrong with that. Do you have to have it during the game? No, you don't. You know? Just take the... The best way to do that would be take the video out of the manager's hands. Just have the umpires review plays that they feel they need to review. That's all. Have a, another umpire set up for each game where they send down a message, we're going to check this play. That's all. We're not sure you got it right. We're going to check this play and take the manager out of it, which means the manager wouldn't have any reason to have video. You didn't have to have a guy as a video coordinator. You don't have such a reliance on video from a standpoint of the teams during the game, and you can shut down the video for the teams during the game. Just take the team out of the video process and out of the review process. Just set it up where you review yourself, which is what you get in college football. You have a video coordinator who is there and polices the plays that need to be policed. That's all. Hey, I have an issue. I want to see this again. I want to make sure you guys got this right. It's fair. There's no bias there. You don't have to worry about what the teams are dabbling in during the game. And it keeps the integrity level up because your teams don't have a hand on this stuff. So that might be the most... No one's going to take, in this day and age, 
where the viewing of the game at home is enhanced on such a level and it's going to continue to be more enhanced to where you're going to be able soon to cut cameras yourself, which means you're going to be able to get more than one look than just the TV look. You're going to be able to look at it from different angles. If you choose different angles yourself, if you want to have that kind of technology, you're going to have it. So you're going to be able to look at different angles than the ones that are given to you even on your live game uh, if you care to do so. I mean, this is only going to be for the die-off end, but when you have that kind of enhanced video quality at home, then you have to get the plays right. Because what they don't want is they don't want everybody sitting at home stewing over a play being wrong that everyone was aware was wrong, but you using only human judgment got very wrong. And we all know in games they there are some blatant calls that they get wrong that are really like, I mean, we've seen some plays, in, especially in baseball, first base stuff where you're saying, are you guys even watching? I mean, in football, there's some plays that are just very tough to officiate. I mean, pass interference both ways. And this year they brought offensive pass interference into the mix, as you saw with the Kittle play in, in, you know, in, in, the, in the Super Bowl. Offensive pass interference can be a very, very tough play to call and a very tough play to officiate in a big game. Because you're talking about not only contact, I'll take the contact, but I can't have extension, what level of extension, what level of push. Whether, so it's a, it's a very, very tricky thing. There's a nuance to it that makes it so hard to officiate. I mean, that play seemed to get more attention than just about any other. And it was the idea that maybe there was a hold on Bosa on the third and 15 play, which the Niners, in talking about the play, never brought up. Their fans have brought it up out there. But the Niners, in reviewing the game, talking specifically about how they almost have a homes, not one time brought up, a, at least where I saw, not one time did they bring up the idea they were held on the play. Which a lot of fans, I know, thought that they were. But listen, we know you can call holding on a lot of plays. And one thing I'd say about this past game from an officiating standpoint, I thought the game was pretty reasonably officiated. They were, and what I liked about it was they didn't call every ticky-tack. There were only nine fouls called the entire game. Maybe they let something go a little bit. Maybe a little holding go. You know what? It makes for a better game if that's the case. You don't want something blatant where it's a blatant, blatant takedown Okay, that leads to a big play. I understand that. If it's blatant, anything that's blatant has, it needs to be called. But when you can get through a game like that and only have nine accepted penalties, and a couple of big ones, the Kittle re- play there, the obviously the Kelsey pass interference, which I thought was a real call, uh, those plays were big, big calls. But it was a game where the officials did not play that big a role in it, which was nice for a change. And I think that's usually the case in the Super Bowl more than anything else. Flags are all usually down in the Super Bowl. All right, we go. see you tomorrow. We'll have uh, a lot of the stuff. It's been a busy week. It really has. Uh, the show, as always, brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos, brought to you by those who drink it. We'll see you tomorrow. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. 
Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.